Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to the meal and to the Making Psychic Hour. We have a caller in the queue, 609. We're going to be getting to you momentarily, but if you want to let others know how to reach us today, 914-338-0164 is the call-in number. Please do press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. Actually, 609 does not have his or her hand raised. 609, if you want a reading, press 1. I don't know if he or she is listening or not. This person lost a reading. Okay. Uh, so, we'll, like I said, we'll be getting to 609 shortly, but just a few announcements aside from the phone number to call us at today. We would love it if you joined us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile, Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic. And that's it. I think that's all we have to say. Well, let's get to the call. I mean, we have other things to say, but I mean, you know, prior to the caller, that's all we have to say. There's always something to say. Yeah. Never the loss of words. You you certainly are. (laughs) Well, I I try to collect as many as I can throughout my life. That's smart. A lot of people don't collect words. Yeah, I know. They use very limited amounts. There's limited vocabulary. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Radical. Radical. No, no worries. Uh, okay, so back in, well, back in the day, you know, that's what the they used to do. Okay, get to our caller. On Friday, it was sentence fillers. Today, it's unnecessary. Well, I mean, what would you deem those? You know, no worries. Awesome. Trite communication. Trite, 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 trite. No, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, that's okay, cliche. So okay, that's cliche. 609. Hi, good morning. Hi. Hello. Um, I was going to be you to jump into readings right away, um, but thank you very much well, we, for taking my call. We can put you back on hold while we talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you must have a question. Yeah. Well, let's get your name first, please. Yes, my name is Shay. I'm sorry. Can Sherry? No, Shay. Shay. Oh, Shay. Shay. S H A Y. Yes. <laughs> Shay. It's like there's a. I'm getting a memory. Have you called her show before, Shay? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I, 
I think probably I've known someone with that. I mean, there's not too many shays around. No. Not a common name, but I think I've encountered someone named Shay. Anyway, Shay, your birth date. I'm getting a seven or a three, but we'll see. Um, May 12th. Okay. What's the year? Please. I'm 95. 1995. So I'm getting a seven or a three. You have a three in your day. I mean, you don't have a solid three, but your day is broken up by a one, two. One and two is three. That's an eight, 18, and she is a 32.5? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And you are, Shay, 22, 27 years old. Which not is, not that we're enlightening you about your age. Well, well she's <laughs> the accumulation of where her nine is yeah. five. So, so you're at a very strategic point in your life, Shay. I mean, you're at a point where nine. you're making changes within a karmic element, meaning that the changes you're about to make all have to do with past life energies. That's where we're starting from. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that what you're aspiring to do isn't having an a higher attitude, but you're going to be in the karmic lifetime up to the age of 32, you'll make a drastic change then. So if, you're, if your question has pertained, whatever pertains to it, it's going to have something to do with the past life. But, but what, 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 what we mean by the accumulation of the 27, so when you add up your birth date numbers, 5 plus 1 plus 2 plus 1 plus 9 mm-hmm. plus 9, that's 27. So even though you're still within your period of, Karma, which at 32, you're going to go through a really big, big change. Um, 27 is still significant in your birth date because when we reach that nine in your birth date, it, it accumulates to the year you are, the age you are now. You know, before you speak, mm-hmm. what, is, what, is, what are the issues in your life could have to do with the breakdown of communication in a relationship? Relationship. So if you have any relationship problems, in family, in in uh, uh, you know soulmate, somebody you're with. If you're having communication problems, and that's one of your concerns, we've already addressed it as being a a factor of your karma. But you can go ahead and be mm-hmm. more specific if you want. I'm thinking of children. There may not be children. I don't know. Are there children around you? Do you have children? No, there's not. No, do you I don't. Any children in your life? Do you have like a niece, any nephew, any any child? No. No. Well, I, what 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 Christian? You see, what's happening uh, is that she's, right. one, you probably want children at some point in your life, and two, you will have two children. So there's a little bit of a advanced reading going on. But right now, uh, the, the engagement of our conversation seems to have to do with a relationship. Now, that could also be within a job, job. occupation, yeah. uh, but there would be some trouble around it, Shay. Now you can kind of jump in and inform us. Um, yeah, I am going through some changes. Um, not as much with family yet. I am approaching my Saturn return um, next year. Uh, So that will touch on like family situations for me. But right now I am going through um, a break in a relationship. 
So that is why I did reach out. The break yeah. in a relationship. We both said relationship. Well, Neil Dar- got more specific, yeah, about the communication and so relationship. We're all on the same base. You, um, let, let us, let's let Chris and I move a little bit in to see if we can get anything psychic before you inform us. Number one, and, you know, you could, don't say anything yet. And if we're right or wrong, just kind of put a check by it. But I don't know if I feel this guy is, or this mate, is it a man or woman? It's a man. Yeah. So birth, okay. we can get his birthday. Well, so we're not yet. Okay. I don't think this man is being totally honest with you. Number one. There's some, now, I may be wrong, and if I'm wrong, you know, forgive me. But here's the take. I don't think he's being totally honest with you. And there could be some other attraction on his part so, that he's alerted to or, or consigned to. Now, that could be one, uh, another girl, or it could be, it could have evolved into, well, you know, I don't have time for a relationship, that kind of thing. And the distraction could be his work. But I just get a little bit of darkness around this person. In, well, in terms um, of infidelity. So I pick up maybe that there's an issue with cheating. It could be, like I said, like you said, we could be wrong. We could be wrong. We could be right. That's what Billy Joel said. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what <laughs> yeah, if you're wrong, I may be crazy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what do you think, Shay, about that topic specifically? I think you guys are getting warm. I think you guys are on the right track. Okay. okay. Does he travel at all? Does he ever? Is he ever gone for a few days? No. Um, correction. Who was your father a travel? Did he? You know, somebody travels around you, and they're gone. Now, if you can't find that definition. That's fine. I don't know what it means yet. Unless he disappears for a few days and you don't, he doesn't really explain where he is or what he's been doing. If he, if he, you know, if he's absent, he ghosts you. Anything like that? Um, yeah. I mean, we haven't communicated and um, he's been gone. He says he needs his space, but I don't know what he's been yeah. doing during that time. You're muffled. You're, You're muffled. Uh, you have a headset on. You gotta, you gotta let us hear your voice real distinctly. Because we're getting muffled words and it's not coming through clearly. So say that again. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, that's better. Can Just you speak very okay. slowly and distinctly. Okay. I said that we haven't spoken in a few weeks. He says he needs space, and I don't know what he has been doing. He said he's what? He needs space. So that's it. So he, what Neil was saying is, you know, is he absent? Does he travel? No, he's not absent in terms of traveling, but he's been absent for a few weeks because he needs space. So there's the absence. Um. So he needs space. It, uh, I mean, we're, we're, we asked about possible infidelity. You know, I'm getting texting. You guys text? I mean, well, everybody texts. But maybe he's communicating with another person via text. Would that be possible? 
at all or another relationship going on with him? I, I think it is possible that there is third-party energy. Okay. Okay, so Shay, what happens is that some men just can't jump over the fence and be committed. So what happens is when things get too intense in a relationship, a lot of men back out. They might find something else that will be renewed so there's not so much commitment. But what was probably happening in your body, mind, and soul, you may have been expecting something more serious and to move forward in the relationship. And that might have intimidated him because he's not mature. This guy isn't mature. And when he says he needs space, trust me, that becomes a problem even if you were to go back with him because it shows that the man is not ready for true commitment and he needs to get over something. You know, I pick up that his father was might have been a philanderer or alcoholic, but there's something in this guy's past that he hasn't faced yet. And so what happens is he says he needs space. If he's in love with you, he doesn't need space. You know, he needs space because something's bothering him, his, his soul, his psyche, and he can't handle it. You know, if he needed space from you, what are you, are you psychotic? Are, do you take, you know, psychotic medicine? Are you, are you crazy? Do you hurt him? Why would he need space? Think about it. Mm-hmm. So do you want to comment at all, Shay, or maybe give us a little bit more detail? I mean, a little bit more detail, maybe. Uh, we, let's get his birth date. We can get his birth date now, right? Let's get his birth date. Yeah. Um, birthday is March 16th. So that's the 3-7. I said 7. I was thinking of 7-3. We could, we could need a year, too. Please. What's his year? Oh, the year is uh, 1990. 1990. Okay, so 7, 17, and 9. 29-11-2. Is oh, that boy. right? No. 7, 7, 17, and 9. It's not 29-11-2. That's 26-8. No. Yeah, it's 1990. 10, 20, 29. What is wrong with me these days? I've been adding up. Yeah, he's a 29-11-2 problem. But I want to go back to the 7-3. So just to explain that to you, Shay, I was saying 7-3 in the first time you came on the air. And I said, I'm picking up 7-3. So you have a 3 in your day, broken up by a 1-2. He has a solid 3 and a broken up 7, 1-6. So that's that energy. Do you want to tell her about 29-11-2, Neil? Yeah, well, you can. Well, I mean, the problem with 29112 is there's a darkness in sexuality. You know, the two is his master number. That's the second chakra, which is the reproductive chakra, so the sexual chakra. And a lot of men that are 29112s, most men with, that are 29112s, there's some darkness. Alcohol, um, drugs, in their relationships, there might be an element of cheating, so on and so forth. Um See, so the, the problem, the problem, Shay, is you got, first of all, you've got to say, can I do better? You know, what is, what part of me is, is, is so inclined to be weak enough to be around this kind of guy 
And why can't I find a guy more committed? So first of all, you've got to look at your own self-esteem. I'm not claiming that you don't have one. I'm just saying, if a guy does this to you and he goes you for a couple weeks and, and you're not feeling secure about his background, what he's up to, that's not a green light. As a woman, you should say, you know what? I don't need this. I have, can do much better. Uh, what's wrong with me that I'd be clinging to a guy like this or concerned or wondering? You see what I'm saying? A, a really healthy person, they would cut the cord right now. Now, if you go, well, you know, in relationships, sometimes it takes time and there's ups and downs. I, we know that. But we're just saying that in this man's character, uh, I think it's a little bit deeper than just something that can be easily fixed or remedied. I think he'd go back to doing what he's doing. Have you been with him for up to two years? Um, not a year. Not a year, um, but close to it. Yeah. Does he have any sordid background, you know, alcohol, father gone, divorce? Um, both of his parents are still together. Um, I don't want to talk too much about his family dynamic. Okay. I'm trying to be respectful of that. Okay. Well, you could say what you're about to say, but let's not probe into his personal life. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, he has alluded that uh, this situation with him is a lot dark. It's a lot deeper than what I am aware of and that he needs a lot of help. Your your voice is too foggy for our ears to get everything. So repeat that. Sorry. That's okay. Say it again. Yes. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, that's better. Just talk slowly. Go ahead. He told me that what's going on with him is a lot deeper than what I am aware of and that he would need a lot of counseling. Yeah. Uh, Move on. Yeah. Move on. Break it off. Move on, Jay. You can spend the next month investigating this, asking psychics, asking friends, talking to them. Mm. You've got a problem on your hand that even if you went back with them, the problem will be there. You know, don't be his therapist and don't be his wall of remorse. He's you you should just I mean let me ask you a point blank question why can't you just leave what's in what's in you that's weak enough I use these sloppy words but what's in you that's inclined to want to stay with a guy like this um he he was a good partner and it wasn't up until recently when I started seeing this side of him. Um, it's not that I'm hanging around because he has cut the cord, but I was just curious to know what would be to come with him. Not good. Yeah. It's unstable. You know, you have a good time. You connect. There's a, there's an attitude of love and desire, but, but in the long run, what my, my, my theory is this. Someone can give you a great dinner, but if dessert is poisoned, 
it doesn't matter what you had for dinner. You're looking at the good side and not recognizing that there's a toxic element. And it doesn't matter. I mean, you're calling a psychic show. And we can't tell you what to do. But for advice, mm-hmm. we're saying move on. And, and the, the attitude of you don't know all the depth of what I'm going through, that is, that is suggesting what we said. There's something deeper going on. With right, that he's hiding. I mean, there's not, he's not being completely you know, forthcoming with you about. is great. Supporting somebody is great, but we're telling you to move on. How, well, mm-hmm. I mean, the relationship. So you, the two of you, he says he needs space and he needed time away. So is the situation that you live in separate locations, the two of you? Yes. So you've never lived with this person yeah. under one roof. So it's not, I mean, you know, you're, 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 you're not embedded deeply in the relationship where the breakup is going to be more complex. Like if you live together or if you had children together, did you ever talk to him about having children or desire for having children? Um, I have a desire for having children and he has as well. So you've discussed that with him? I mean, I'm trying to get where the kids are coming in because, you know, I was picking up children. You said you don't have any, but, you know, the idea of wanting children may be why the fact that you might have discussed that. But anyway, back to the relationship, as far as, you know, the breakup is concerned, it's not as difficult. It's not going to be as difficult as it would be if you had children or lived together or married. You know, breakups are rough, obviously, and there's a grief process that you're going to go through, but you're going to move on and find someone better, for sure. I mean, you have it in your code that you're going to be in a relationship. Yeah, and here's the thing. Listen closely. You're mm-hmm. a five, and master number, and he's a two, and that occupies your first, first and third, third numbers. numbers. In other words, he's coming from a past life. The attitude of attachment with this guy and, and the kind of suggestive notion that you two met and had a connection comes from karma. There's nothing wrong with saying it wasn't supposed to happen. It was. But you see, he's in the portion of you going through karma, and he's going through karma. So you're in that attitude of reviewing probably a past-like relationship that you both are committed to revisit. But you know, ultimately, you'll be moving on, I think. Oh, you know what's really interesting? He's 31 years old right now, correct? Uh, 32. 32. 32. Which is, number. which is her number, exactly. Which is her number. I mean, he just, but, but he, was, he just turned 32 in March. So yeah, well, his first two numbers, he's 31. His first two numbers are 31. I did, I made an error again, addition. But you guys... Are 32. I mean, your 32 is your number, and he's 32 right now. And when did you meet? Did you last year? Yeah. So when he was 31. So I mean, it's all in. It's all coded. He was 31 when you met. Those are his first two numbers. Three one. See, and and with this number game, Shay, your first number is five, and her first number is three, but your day is 12. So there's a five three 
reflection going on. It's not, it's past life. So the thing about past life, I mean, a lot of people think, well, you know, it's past life. I'm meant to be with this person. You know, we're, we were connected in a past life. But that's not necessarily true. Just because you meet someone in a past life or, or meet someone in this life from a past life does not mean you're supposed to continue a relationship. Yes, the relationship was, was kind of preordained, the fact that you'd meet and be together. But now, you know, it, it's up to creative, creative yeah. destiny as far as what, what, what happens in the relationship. And he's not meeting the mark, you know. I'll tell you something. If you did marry this guy and have kids, there'd be a divorce, and you'd be miserable. You'd be so unhappy. Thank God you're not pregnant. Do what you want with this yeah. guy, but you're calling our show, and we're saying, yeah, we get it, we understand, we see the layout, but to answer your question in an immediate sense, he's not just he's not the one you're you're going to be with. So if if you've been with him a year and you want space, I think what you should do is not honor the relationship anymore. Just disengage and start to look for the man that will ultimately be your husband, the father of your children, and that you have a steady, secure life and you don't bring problems in at the get-go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, is there anything you want to say in response to what we're saying? They have an 11 together, and they're ones, which is difficult. Here's. <sighs> anything you, know, not, you want to say? We're not using a butter knife. We're using a steak knife here. Yeah. I know we're cutting it to the core, but that's what we're doing. Yeah. Do you want to say, I mean, what's, 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 your, what's your response to what we're saying? Or, you know, it's, Oh, I'm not upset. I'm not upset at all. Um, I'm not even hurt by it. There, I feel like I'm getting a lot of the hurt out with the breakup in itself. Um, I it, it resonates, but I'm not at the point where I'm ready to find someone else yet because I have my own stuff going on. So, um, no, we're not, saying, we're not saying go get, Yeah, we're not saying get into a relationship right away. That's no. not what we're saying at all. We're just saying that there is a relationship there in the future for you once you're ready. We're not saying go go start looking, start dating again. Give yourself time. I mean, if you don't want to be in a relationship for, you know, two years, it doesn't matter. There, but there will be eventually a relationship for you that's a healthier relationship than this. This is not oh, yeah, the guy. Know. I mean, you could be... Really, 32. to tell you the truth, you you probably won't be getting married or in, in that zone till you're 32. You've yeah. got about five years to work five years through your, your issues. But, you know. That aligns with what I was looking for. Yeah. What? That aligns with what I was looking for. I was hoping to be married within ideally five years or, yeah, you know, be in a serious committed relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, you're working on a code without even knowing that the well, code exists. So, I mean, you, that's... you mentioned Saturn. You have some awareness of the universe and energy and astrology. So you're already coming in with a mindset that's equipped to be kind of intuitive and astral. So you're already aligning yourself with some past right. life psychic abilities. But, but yeah, you're right. 
about 32 will be your big change. Great. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Okay. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, we are out of callers for the moment, so we can have a conversation. It's been a while since we've been able to talk on the air about anything. Yeah. Other than grammar. <laughs> well, you know, Word usage. Uh, I, I think I think the there's a lot of psychics out there. There sure are. Well, when I started, there weren't psychics. There were palm readers and and. But even no, I mean even even I even twenty years ago, I I I don't think there was. It was more like you know you go to a palm reader. There wasn't such an internet. uh, I mean because because of the internet, I don't know. It somehow produced all these psychics because of the ability to do podcasts and, yeah. and such. There were there are a few, you know, Jean Dixon and Well Jean Dixon was an astrologer. Yeah. She was yeah, you know but there Sydney um, um, there were people who had the the thing going, you know. John uh, Edwards came on the scene and he kind he's of a little late, but what did uh, Sylvia Brown. Sylvia Brown. And things start to move along with celebrities and big-time readers. But I and think first suddenly, it was popularized by, like, talk shows. You know, these psychics would go on talk shows. Sylvia Brown would be them, like, yeah. Montel Williams. That was, like, the 90s. But that was, I mean, the Internet was the internet was available to the general public at that time, but it wasn't so widespread that I think, I don't think there were, like, podcasts no. in the 90s no. and psychics coming, you know, doing doing their own little radio shows and readings right. and so, so and on. In the early 60s, I mean, I was an active psychic. So in the early 60s, I was somewhat unique because, oh, you're a psychic? You know, now they're like weeds. They're everywhere. Everyone. And everyone's claiming, everybody's claiming, oh, I was psychic when I was four years old, and I talked to spirits, and I channeled this and channeled that. I mean, everyone is doing it now, you know. Well, okay, everybody has a right to claim to be who they are. And it even said that in the end times, there's going to be a lot of psychics, not all of whom will be authentic. But you've got to be careful of some of these psychics that claim to be psychics, claim to be channeling, and they don't really – they. Some of them don't even, it sounds like nonsense to me. And then others seem to have it as sort of, it's okay to have an intuitive approach to a reading. Right. Where you're asking a lot of questions. So, yeah. I mean, and then there, you, that, you, right. I mean, you can differentiate between people who have an intuitive, I mean, everybody comes in with an intuitive ability that's, you know, to some degree or another. It, it varies. Uh, and obviously there are people that are more intuitive than others. And listening to psychics, online, you know, you can tell who has better intuition than another person. You know, some people I'm thinking, you don't have any intuition, (laughs) much less psychic ability. There's no intuition going on. It's just a generalized advice, counsel, reading, canned information. Then you have those, like, you know, like you said, 
do an intuitive psychological approach. So they're, you know, kind yeah, of probing and, you know, there's a psychological there's, intuitive approach, psycho- psychology. Then you have the ones that are channeling. The, <laughs> sorry, but, you know, they're channeling and they go, oh, hey, let's uh, tune in, press the button. We're going to hit, we're going to hit that, uh, the Virgin Mary today yeah. and connect with I mean, you know, it, that that's called, that to me goes into a variety of entertainment. And not to say that some people don't have a direct channeling ability, and being a psychic is somewhat of a gift. Um, and I'm not suggesting it, a, a passage of arrogance, and that I'm you know the great psychic. Actually, I'm very humble. And I don't really promote myself in any strong sense of the word. But I've been doing this since I was a kid, and I'm in my 70s. So I have a right to express my history and what and I've your opinion over the years. And your opinion. Plus and my... the fact that uh, being a psychic uh, as a child, the, the investigation and research and study of it started when I was seven, eight years old. Right, so this is heavy duty. There, this is the thing about it, you know, being a psychic. It's like everybody's a psychic, but it is a privilege. It is truly a privilege if spirits and angels connect with an individual, and it's not. They don't connect with every person, every average person on the planet. I mean, yes, you have, you know, your spirit guide. Everybody has a spirit guide, generally speaking, but. As far as a connection with the other side, that is not common. It isn't common, and it is a, a huge privilege and honor. And to get there, number one, your past life history, I mean, there has to be a very strong spiritual element that the person comes into the world with if that person is a gifted psychic from birth, you know, has the gift like you. Um, there are other people like myself who have who definitely very strong intuition, psychic experiences as a child, but didn't have such a strong involvement in psychic energy. But but there is a destiny line going on with those that are truly connected. There's a destiny line, and a destiny being a destiny line whether you're destined to be president of the United States or there's a destiny line that you're going to be connected to psychic energy in a very strong, significant way, that is not commonplace. It's yeah. not. Sorry. I mean, you know, and don't get so, it wrong. I, I think people who profess to be psychic or intuitive or empathic, they, they empathic. They may be emphatically empathic. Yeah. Uh, well, empathy. Uh, it, I was thinking empathy, of sympathy, and then I was using the word anyway, But anyways, um, they seem to be a service. They make people feel better. They give people some sense of relief. Um that's all good. There's nothing wrong with it. But the attitude of, I mean, back in the uh, biblical days, if you professed to be a psychic, you were wrong. You were stoned to death. They, they, you know, false prophets. 
But luckily, that isn't the case. I would have been stoned to death years ago. No. I'm not always correct. Well, no. I mean, exactly. But, uh, you know, and, we're, and, 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 and no, there can be things that are dynamic. You're not, you know, you can't always be right 100% of the time. No. It, it's, a, it's not even, um, there's no criteria, really. People say, well, I went to this school or I graduated or I, you know, I got a certificate from the Psychic Association. I studied under so-and-so. But there's no real, the world will never totally recognize uh, psychic, psychic, psychics as being totally legitimate. And I've had policemen and doctors and lawyers uh, seek my advice or my talents. And that's all well and good because they recognize something weird is going on and there's a sense of accuracy there. And they'll acknowledge, yeah, you know, you're a psychic. But that doesn't include the fact that now I'm a doctor. There's nothing, psychics are sort of these free-rolling individuals that have their own little constitution. There's not, and, and people who profess to be from the psychic school or the, you know, the psychic foundation or whatever it may be, the, the third eye. Right, I think you can be certified. I mean, there's things, you know, where you can get these sort of quote-unquote certifications, which I think don't probably have any well, bearing on reality. I mean, the, the certificate, it's not like a license. To no, practice. it's not like a license. UCLA did a test on me back in the 60s to see how I compared with the computer, and I was 97% accurate above the computer. Does that mean now I can claim, well, I'm UCLA accredited? No, no. it didn't. I don't even know why I did it. I, I, you know, I was young and I thought, okay, I'll try it. But it, it, what does it mean? What does it mean? I mean, that, that, you know, they were, I think I was doing it under some study that UCLA was doing at that time. Because back in the late 60s, that was the, you know, there was some study going on. And the Russians were doing it. And actually, there's a lot of Russians that would, there is a psychic, there is a psychic more accredited world of psychics in Russia that were quite amazing. And so the United States started to decide, well, maybe maybe we should follow that kind of thing. Well, probably the competition with Russia is what, yeah, what prompted it. And because the military, a, I've had military, blah, blah, blah. They, you know, they all want to gain some insight. Of course, if you've got an individual that can see things, you're going to want to use their abilities. I mean that that's obvious, but you know you don't you're not labeled. And some of these people now they they call themselves you know psychic. They have a doctorate. Uh, how do you get a you know you can get a doctorate in humanities or a doctorate in medicine, or, you know a doctorate in in psychic phenomena, but to be you can't get a doctorate as a psychic. It isn't a title. It's just an, an amusing term. That comes from the fact that there are individuals who seem to be able to have a portal in order to see the future or to observe what's on the other side or to connect with spirits or to actually be so intuitive that they are correct without having the proper foundation of credible evidence. They're intuitive. Um, and, or and they're not intuitive. That world... 
you can't you can't claim some kind of academic position in that world. You can only say, well, you know, you should do a reading with this guy. He's accurate. He's pretty good. Right, pretty but I mean, good. you know, it's not. I mean, the thing is about being psychic. Uh, even those that have come into the world like yourself, extremely psychic, you know, you go through a tremendous amount of study, research, development of your psychic abilities. It's not about taking a seminar and getting, you know, becoming psychic because you went to a class or two classes. It's, it's, it's a lifelong, it's a lifelong commitment Mm -hmm. and it involves a tremendous amount of sacrifice to be able to be in a world where you have a connection with the other side. It yeah. takes tremendous sacrifice. I mean, you can develop amount, your skills. Well, yeah. yeah. You can develop. No, no, I'm not saying that. You can't do that. We're not yeah. saying that. And, um, but, you know, my experience with being a true psychic, you, you kind of lose your own life. Because now, yeah, now every thought that comes to you isn't about you. It's about people you work with, your clients, the world situation. You're just not involved. It's sort of like being a doctor, where the doctor goes home and, and he needs on his, right. all his patients. Right, and and the doctor is essentially on call, you know, yeah. for any emergency that might arise with a patient. And yeah. I mean, doctor isn't always on call, but oftentimes on call. I mean, uh, it, it's it's a weird. It, there's a weird connection between psychic and ego because the, the best psychics hardly have an individual ego. Their ego is absorbed in other people's lives and they're constantly communicating with the, the ethers, the, the, the energy, the astral field about people they've read, people that are, have devoted their lives to them for guidance and counsel. Who might be coming in. I mean, what, in the future, who, you know? Yeah, there's it's a real commitment. Major. You're committed, you're, you've committed yourself yeah. to take care of people. Exactly. I mean, you know, when I moved here in 2012, my whole previous life was completely changed. And my own, my, you know, it, it, it took a major sacrifice in my own regard to enter this world and start to develop my abilities. Um, and it took time. You know, it wasn't immediate that, you know, I just became psychic overnight. And, of course, for me, it's an, I mean, it's an ongoing process for anyone. It's an ongoing process for you. But, I mean, when you're in the process of being psychic and connecting with spirits and, and you know, your own psychic ability... It is a process. It is a process, and it takes time, and it takes commitment, and it takes, I mean, it takes a kind of a singular commitment, despite what your other interests might be. Um, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm, 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 you know, driving for Uber, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm uh, building houses, and, and, oh, yeah, I'm a psychic, too. I mean, if you're really seriously involved and committed, it's 100% yeah. of your life. Now. Now, when you look at the branches of this world, like tarot card readings, you can train to be a tarot card reader. 
and you can you can inst- install in that training a certain amount of interpretation. And, right, obviously uh, symbolism intuition. in the cards. You're going to be able to, you know, you can read those right. on an academic level. And in that regard, you don't have to commit yourself to the to everybody. No, you, I, it is it's an occupation of sorts, or a talent, or a pastime, or an amusement, and you can do readings. Not everyone has to go, oh, I'm going to be a psychic. i got to give up my whole life. No. no. Well, I'm talking about the, the people who have a sole mission. That right. It's not something you do on the side or something. It becomes a lifetime occupation. And there's no way to get it. I can't, I can't escape it. I didn't have a choice. In terms of where I'm coming from, it, it, it was impossible to make it a pastime. No. But can psychics do it as a pastime? Or can astrologers or palm readers do it? Absolutely. And that's it. You do a reading, you have fun, you, you say what you say, and it can be serious in tone and authentic. And, you know, you don't have to go around thinking throughout the rest of the day, oh, my God, I'm connecting to the universe. No, it can just be what it is. But, you know, and that's the beauty of it. And those of you who just want to delve in it and just see what it feels like and give give it a try and do it for fun or fun with meaning, yeah, yeah, it's an amusement park. Yeah, go ahead. I guess what we're discussing is when you get to the topmost peak of being a psychic, it's a whole different. It's like saying I'm a, I'm an airplane pilot. No, I'm an astronaut. It's a whole different training. You you no longer in gravity. Well, and I think yeah, well, you're not so grounded by what the you're earth saying. and 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 the pleasures of the earth. You're now elevated to a place where, my God, I live in an astral realm. That's what I do, and fortunately, maybe. That is an advancement of soul going to spirit. There's other requirements, of course, than just being psychic in order to transcend. Right, obviously. Obviously. But I mean, when you're talking about being psychic in its full, in its full expression of, I mean, in its fullness of, 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 the, the right word is not coming to me because it's not about actualization. But if you're psychic on a level where you're connected, I mean, it's not just about being psychic, but you're, it's a spiritual mission. It's, it's a totally different ballgame. I mean, the, the, the problem that I have is that people that are psychics, they profess to be psychics, Treat it like riding a bike. Well, you know, I, I was psychic when I was 14 years old, and then here I am. Now I'm giving readings, and I'm charging $300 an hour, which, by the way, is another issue. <laughs> you know, it's outrageous, outrageous people charging these outrageous prices. They're, they're not psychic at all. Maybe they've taken a few classes, but there's been little little commitment to really the world of psychic energy and the sacrifices that are needed to to get into that vibration aside from the fact that it's a destiny line and not everybody has that 
Yeah, there's a, there's a tremendous abuse of overcharging. I see some what some of these psychics, so-called psychics, charge, and I want I want to vomit. It's it's such it's it's, it's such it's, taking advantage it, of people's just, yeah of people's no. um, vulnerability, and a lot of these psychics, um, you know, will praise you know will praise a person. They'll they'll feed their egos, and it's a way for them to profit off these people because they're they're they're. Uh, they're they're playing on the person's vulnerability, and it's and it's really, I mean, it's going to be bad karma for those people yeah. that charge like that. Actually, you know, when you get down to the dirt and the soil and the earthy sense of what it is to be a psychic, the great psychics, the great seers, are dirt poor. They live on top of a mountain. Their whole life is about prayer, and meditation, and when you when you do a reading with them. Maybe there's a donation, maybe there isn't, but their whole life mission is singular. It's not, it's not, it's not plural. They don't watch, they don't, they, they are constantly like a, a priest, They're a priest secluded inside their, like a cloister. That's what they do. And I'm not on that level. I'm not living on the top of a mountain and, you know, in my robes. Maybe, maybe we should be. Huh? Maybe we should be. Well, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I don't, you know, there's there are those lamas and shamans and seers and prophets that, you know, in this day and age, you expect them to be walking around with a big you know, walking stick in a robe, and this is all they do, and this is what it is. The, the common element of being connected to God is not in what you wear. The great spiritual leaders and the teachers and the people who profess to be connected to God wore almost rags. They, they, they didn't, there was nothing but the word. There was nothing but the, the statement and they were inspired. Right. But I mean, on that note, I mean, in terms of, you know, you and I, whatever, there are other sacrifices that we make on the level. So no, we're not living on top of the mountain, but there are other, there are other, there are other sacrifices that we have made. And maybe we're, and maybe we're sacrificing some of our transcendent points by living in comfort. I don't know. But, well, you know, I mean, you know just, not everybody. The, the final evaluation will be considered on the other side. Not not everybody that is. Everybody who gets in. But not everybody is. that is a that is a a gifted psychic living on top of a mountain. I mean, that's that's. No, you know. Uh, I'm just saying that those who are chosen and anointed. Anointed. Um, they usually, they're they they have a special category that is, just. Absolutely, humanly speaking, in a human term, amazing in terms of their singularity purpose. And 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 those people, you probably will never read in the tabloids, or they, you'll never see them on Facebook. You don't even know where they are, but they are there, and people do find them. And there's something rather mystical about that connection. 
where you know you're in the presence. I mean, they don't they don't go and land in their private jet and have people bow down to them because they've been anointed. These are the true essence, the bare bones of what it is to be connected to the Creator and to have a sole mission on the planet without having the foundation of a mansion or personal wealth. And that, that's something that's rather special about the content of what it is to be in spirit while you still occupy a human body. There's something that is above and beyond the human physical needs where some of these true, true psychics and seers uh, exist, coexist amongst their fellow human beings and within the planet itself. But they're on a mission, and that's what they are. And the temple is within their body. That's it. So you don't have to go anywhere. You, you know, you don't even have to make an appointment. They are, they are just available. And God willing, they're always available. But that's the true essence of what it is. And then you go down the line and you chip away from the perfection to certain uh, levels of where each and every person stands. But everybody has their... You know, like a pyramid. Well, the I remember. Block is the first block. I remember meeting you because I mean, obviously, when we first met, it was on a radio show, and then I spoke with you on the phone for what three months? Uh, December to January, January, February, February to March, three months before we met in person. Three and a half months, about. And then I met you. I mean, I'd seen your picture, but the picture of you was not an accurate picture of what you looked like. But I remember being like going, is this the person I've been talking to all these months? I mean, it was, you know, it was it was a strange experience to put a face and a body with the voice that I've been talking to. And I had to go through some kind of adjustment in my mind because, you know, you were... I mean, there's other elements, too, about well, this. Considering I don't that we wanna... got married, we were having phone sites. <laughs> well, no, but, this, I mean, you know, there was, I don't know, I don't know. There was just, you know, the fact that you were a person was like, you know, this person that was like, you'd, I, I don't know, I think someone else came to the house and they said, they said, I thought you were going to be this big, fat, you know, like Indian guy, <laughs> they yeah. had talked to you on the phone and completely, you know, you had this picture of you as being, you know, maybe, maybe someone who is yeah, uh, wearing robes and, and whatever. And, uh, no. You know, scratching my head. Well, I mean, I'm Oliver Hardy, so there you yeah. go. Well. But I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's just weird. <laughs> it was a weird I, you know, experience for me to meet you after talking on the phone with you and seeing what you look like. And I was like, this is the person who is psychic. I mean, you don't, you know, you, you wouldn't on the street look at you and go, well, this is what a psychic looks like. Yeah. Uh, one time I, I, I used to dress with a big cap with, with stars on it and I had ruby rings. I couldn't stop laughing. No, you did not. Uh, you did you know, there's a there's a guy I know. He's he's a, a billionaire, and I've known I knew him before he was a billionaire. Oh, you're talking, but he's and, not a psychic. He just says, "I'm just a regular guy." Who are you talking? Uh, I don't want to say. 
Well, he goes, I'm just a regular guy. Now, I predicted his success. I don't know who you're but talking about. even to this day and age, with his billions, if I call him, he'll, he'll answer me like I'm the only oh, person Oh, oh, life. oh, oh, oh. Now, and, now I know uh, who you're talking about. You know, that's humble. Yeah, but he's, never know. he's someone, yeah, he's like someone who, you know, is a different, he's not a... No, he's not a psychic. He's, he's not a psychic, he and he's not, business. yeah, and he's not someone who you did readings for. He's someone else. Well, I told him it, I predicted it. You did. You predicted so it. That success. stuck in his, yeah. uh, That stuck in his mind, and, and somehow it just came out of the blue. I said these things, and he was intrigued, and then it came to pass. But, you know, I mean, the the humbleness of of who... Uh, of how you present yourself to the world, you know, uh, I think is is somewhat in, an intriguing investigation into the psyche of people who are either famous or rich or gifted, and they're just kind of everyday, everyday common. They don't profess to be. Now I've no, I've known I've encountered psychics, and when you look at them, oh God, you know they're psychic. They got the cane and the you know, the black uniform. Well, and, you can dress up and, you, you know. know they but, have a costume. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, be, being costumed doesn't make someone psychic. No. Necessarily. And someone can put on a costume, but it doesn't, it doesn't make them a psychic I to be it. costumed. But to be so, honest with you, I totally love Gandalf and, and Merlin and wizards and the whole getup. I mean, I think it's a lot of fun. And back in the days when... Uh, you know, Merlin was running around with Arthur and doing all the kinds of things he was doing. Uh, you know, we don't really know how he dressed, but the way that he depicted, depicted you know, with the hat and the robe and the cane, the walking stick and, you know, talking to owls and trees and running around like that. I mean, it's all kind of renaissance amusing, it, it, but it's intriguing. It brings color to the world. It's like saying, you know, why does that? Every, does every color of the flowers have to be white or blue? Can't we get a variety? So there is a colorful presentation. Oh, we have a call. I'm sorry, we have a of, call of from energy. Uh, from Jesus. Let me get this. Jesus is calling you. <laughs> Line one. He lost Mary and she lost her sheep. Okay, so so what final? Final, final no, no, wrap up. No, no, no. I'm joking that there was a caller. Oh, oh, oh you're joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, you're joking. That it was Jesus on line oh, one. Jesus on line. Yeah, what the hell are you two talking about? <laughs> but anyways, that's. But the I show. mean, yeah, and you'll never hear us professing to to channel any specific entity. Jesus, you know, the Archangel Michael. I mean, you know, there may be a connection with higher entities, but, you know, we're not going to sit here and profess to be channeling. Uh, except Groucho Marx. Oh, well, yeah, that's, different. Groucho that's Marx. different. Okay, we are out of time and back on the air on Friday at our regular time. Today we broadcast a little bit later. So 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on Friday, and we will speak with you then. Bye-bye.